Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You wanna go for a ride? Well, it wasn't too long after my parents split up that, you know, my dad joined one of these family groups to try and get us out and about, you know, meet other kids whose parents, you know, were divorced. And not to say that, you know, I met parents whose mom literally walked out on them, but similar to that. My brother had met this girl and her mom was part of this group. So we all started hanging around. My dad and her became friends, not boyfriend, girlfriend, but we're just all really good friends. And we went over to their place this one time. Their daughter around my age wants to hang out, wants to play. It's like, well, okay, you got girl toys, but you know, I'm a big car person. She goes out and brings out these three amazing things. Okay, one of them I had already seen before. Everybody has seen a either pink or red Barbie Corvette. Hell, they were huge in the 80s. Like, we had all seen them. Hell, Barbie was even on the newly developed Power Wheels Jeep. She was here. She was there. But it wasn't. It was the other two that I was interested in. I'd never seen them before. Everybody had seen, you know, Barbie and her pink Corvette. But I hadn't seen Barbie in a white Ferrari. Barbie with a Rolls Royce. This was cool. Like, everybody thought, you know. My brother thought I was weird because I wanted to play with them. It's like, oh, those are girl toys. Well, different world today than it was back in the 90s. But they were cars. And I'm a car person. And from that day on, I always told them, I said, you don't ever get rid of those. You want to get rid of them? Like, call me up. I'll take them. They're all like, but they're Barbie cars. I'm like, I don't care. They are cool. And I want them. It's another display of the automobile industry. And to that day, my friend, she didn't understand the fact that it was just a toy to her. But to me, it was another expression of the automobile industry. And yes, Barbie didn't always cruise around in a pink Corvette. Barbie had a lot more vehicles that went along with her. And from all the way back to her beginning, Autolux is going to take a look at the vehicles that Barbie has had throughout her history. Jump in. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive company, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website at autolux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, and see some of the amazing things that the Autolux Empire has to bring to the automotive world. The Autolux Podcast is brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Group and distributed by Podbeam.com. The Autolux Podcast is hosted by the one and only Mr. Everett J, and if you'd like to get a hold of them, please send us an email over at email at autolux.net. So like I said in the beginning, this this white Ferrari and this red Rolls Royce, it was an amazing thing. I'd never seen them before. You know, Barbie was just all about a Corvette. That's all you heard in like the 80s and 90s. Barbie's Corvette, Barbie's Corvette, Barbie's Corvette. So we all just thought, you know, that's all Barbie was, was a Corvette. I was, you know, boy playing with boy stuff. I, I played with G.I. Joe. I was more into, you know, my die cast cars and my Lego. But G.I. Joe had all these cool things and this awesome Jeep. Barbie. Somebody that had been around since 1959 had this cool Ferrari. Never thought of that. And you know what? It was the first time in my life I'd ever seen a different Barbie car. And one that wasn't pink. I thought it was neat. These things were a bit bigger than your standard Playmobil vehicles. And there was a real vehicle. Barbie had a real car. That was cool. And she didn't just cruise around in one style of vehicle. She had an abundance of different vehicles. And they date back all throughout history. Today, Barbie utilizes a lot of pre-manufactured vehicles developed in-house. But throughout her history, she's had some pretty amazing products, dating all the way back to 1961. Barbie came out in 1959, but it took until 1961 to get a first personalized use vehicle, the Barbie Boat. 
Okay, nothing to, to shake your fist at. It's a boat. Girls in a bikini, bikini, boat. I don't care how it's sexist. You can yell at me all you want, but a female body and a bikini on a boat. That's a sex symbol. It, it's 1961. This is what people see. But no, a year later, Barbie grew up. She became the fancy girl. When Barbie decided to release 1962 and Austin Healey for Barbie to cruise around in. Quickly followed up by a Mercedes-Benz 300 SL. Barbie just wasn't Barbie. Cruising around on her boat, wearing her bikini and her fancy outfits. No, she was she was Barbie. She had made it. She's driving around on an Austin Healey and a Mercedes-Benz. Barbie liked the convertibles. Of course, convertibles were always easier because there's no top on them. You can shove Barbie in and out so easily than if you actually did have a roof on it. You would literally have to take the roof off, put her in. It becomes a little more interesting. We did it with G.I. Joe, but for some reason, you know, Barbie's a little different because she didn't bend as well back then either. She hadn't gotten into yoga classes and going to the gym by now. She was just that cool doll. From here, Barbie moved up into the world. She got away from her class, got a little more realistic and down to earth. In 1964, Barbie had a hot rod, similar of a 1932 Model T coupe. Barbie was cruising with the greasers. She was hanging out with John Travolta and Grease Lightning. Going down and cruising the strip like an American graffiti. And her 1964 Barbie Hot Rod was an amazing product. It brought her down to a more realistic approach to the doll factor. Barbie wasn't just this rich, eclectic female. She was down to earth. She was hanging out at McDonald's. She was rolling up to get her shake and hang out with her guy. And she did it with style. She didn't just roll up in a regular car like today in a Fiat 500. No, she rolled up in a hot rod. Barbie got dirty. Barbie was a little more realistic. She was doing things that regular women weren't doing. Not for those times. She was starting to show Barbie wasn't just going to be this button-down, rich showgirl for somebody else. She was going to be this cool, I cruise around in something I built type of girl. I'm independent. I built this. From here, Barbie moved in to the late 60s and early 70s when everything was all about having fun at the beach. And the Sears Barbie dune buggy and soon the Barbie sun and fun Barbie or going camping buggy all showed up. Barbie was saying, hey, let's go out and have some fun. Sure, it's still a convertible, but it's a dune buggy. Who doesn't love dune buggy? Little girls love dune buggies because that's what everybody wanted. They wanted to go to the beach and cruise the beach in their own dune buggy. And that's what Barbie was doing. But when she wasn't doing that, she was exploring the world in the Barbie country camper. She was saying, hey, I'm a realistic woman and I'm going to go out and I'm going to go camping. I don't need to roll up in my Austin Healey anymore and park outside the Ritz Carlton and get a room because I don't need to wear my fancy gowns. I just need to roll up in my country camper because Barbie is making supper for herself out in the bush. Giving a little more empowerment to women, Barbie was showing the 70s that women can live independently and do more fun things. This was followed up by the Barbie gone fishing boat. Barbie in a fishing boat. You didn't need Ken to go fishing. She went fishing on her own. Well, the 70s were all about dune buggies and camping. And one of the most memorable ones, one that was even brought back for the Barbie movie, the Barbie Volkswagen camper van. Now, this is a vehicle that I swear that all women want. I'm not going to say all women, but a lot of women want. A lot of women out there love the microbus camper. Hell, I'm staring at the Playmobil microbus camper up here. And my wife wants one. It's something she's dreamed of. 
And I always think back to myself, well, the Volkswagen camper van wasn't around when you were there, but you still love it and you want to go camping. Why is that? Barbie's not, you know, I'm throwing stuff on my back and going out into the wilderness with just whatever's, you know, in my backpack, kind of tenting, girl. She's, I've made it. I own a microbus, and we're going camping, girls, because this is going to be fun. On top of that, she also had her beach bus. She was going to the beach and having fun. Like Cindy Lupper said years later, girls just want to have fun. When we're not camping, we're having fun. From there, Barbie moved on to the pink traveling camper. This camper was loosely based off of the GMC Star Traveler campers. This is where Barbie starts to showcase her interest in working with one of the big three. Do I remember, up until now, only the Hot Rod was a vehicle from North America. The Austin Healey, the 300SL, the Volkswagen camper van. Hell, even the dune buggies were based off of Volkswagen Beetles, the traveling camper. This is Barbie saying to the world, I'm going camping and I'm bringing all of my friends with me. Women love doing that. They like going camping. They like having a fire. They want to go out in the bush. Sure, they want to do it with a little more comfort, but hell, we all do. Trust me, if I could choose between going out in the bush with an RV or going out in the bush in a tent, I'm going to choose the RV because there are points in time, even when in my 20s, where I just want to say, you know what? I just want to sleep inside of something. I don't have to roll up soaking wet in the morning. And on top of that, I just want to poop in peace. <laughs> Seriously, I just want to. After going camping, Barbie decided in the late 70s to get back into her, you know, cool girl attitude when Barbie released the new Star Vet. In both red and purple, Barbie was here. And Barbie was doing it in style. The Corvette or Stingray Vet designs of the 1970s were a big car. It's the thing that all little boys put on their wall and dreamt about. You had that sitting next to that poster of Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. You wanted Farrah Fawcett on your wall, but you also wanted that Corvette Stingray. Well, Barbie had one of those, and Barbie was blonde like Farrah Fawcett. So does that mean Barbie was Charlie's Angels that we all wanted? Little boys dreamt of that and put it on their wall. Well, little girls were playing with the car and a woman who looked like that star. They were more in tune with that female empowerment with Charlie's Angels and the cool Corvette that went along with it. Now from here is where Barbie kind of gets into the regular run of things. The Corvettes. She again had a new follow-up in 78 with the Barbie Traveler Camper. But after that, we also have the inclusive of the Super Vet Remote Control and the 1980s Dream Vet. Was a little more luxurious, bringing Barbie into the more of the posh 80s inspiration. But all this is not before Barbie says, hey, I want to go all Western because we all know that all girls just want to put on some cowboy boots, short jean shorts, a cowboy hat, and go dance to some country music. Trust me, everybody wants to be like Daisy Duke. It's 1980 and the Dukes of Hazard is huge. Daisy Duke, the Barbie Western Jeep, where you can get the Jeep or the Jeep with trailer, gives you that aspect that all little girls want a horse trust me you can say i'm sexist all you want but my wife loves horses my daughter loves horses my mom loves horses and a lot of other women i've met in my life all love horses Do they all want them why not add it to barbie now here's barbie saying hey we want to give women the one thing they all love here's a horse here's a jeep 
because the Jeep is a new age dune buggy because you can go topless. This slowly falls into the inspiration of the early 80s and their tie up again with Volkswagen as Barbie decides to bring out the new Volkswagen Golf convertible or cabriolet in red, pink and the ultra edition silver. Barbie is an chic, cool girl. But why did she bring out the Volkswagen Golf Crack Convertible? Or as we call it in North America, the Rabbit Convertible. Because that was the cool car of the 80s that high school girls loved. Whereas in the late 90s and early 2000s, everybody was getting into the Beatles and Beetle Convertibles, which Barbie would eventually have of her own. No, it's the 80s. Barbie's got the Golf Convertible. She's that cool high school girl that we all want to be and we all aspire to be. Well, we can be it. Because because we can go out and buy the Barbie Golf Ultra. But if we want to move further up the food chain, 1983 Barbie teams up again with General Motors and here's where the big run of GM comes from. The Silver Vet. Oh yes. Barbie is going back to her roots like the Mercedes-Benz SL from 1962. The new 1983 Barbie Silver Vet showcases Barbie with her fur coat and some luxury. She is a woman of prestige. Of course, this is also at the same time that Barbie still has her camper van and now has a new custom trailer to go with it. Why did they do that? Well, Barbie needs to bring all of her stuff with her. Barbie's becoming more of a cliche. Unfortunately, the 80s is putting the Barbie movement back where Barbie starts to get more luxurious, starting to show off more of that posh features. This is seen how his Ken eventually gets his first car, the Ken Dream Vet in 84. Followed up by that famous car that I saw, the 85 Barbie Rolls Royce. Now, it's not to say that Barbie doesn't want to have any more fun. Barbie still gets a Jeep and party and some dune buggies in the 80s. So she still has her fun side. She has the motorhome side for going out in the bush, but she's getting more posh with her vehicles. It's not just about this cool Corvette anymore. It's about this posh silver vet or the Rolls Royce. Hell, now she's getting the Ultra Vet, which is this chrome gold Corvette. And then Barbie gets a Mustang convertible, a Porsche 911 in 92, a Barbie Jaguar XJS in 1994. What's happening here? Barbie is this luxury girl. We've gone 10 years and all we've gotten is luxury products. Barbie is that. She's this luxury girl. But as we get into the mid 90s, people start pushing back and saying, Barbie isn't this high end girl. We need to move her away from that. She's got all these luxury and fun cars. Well, that, that was great in the 80s where everybody wanted to, to feel like they were this rich, posh girl who went to downtown New York or downtown Chicago and cruised up in their silver Corvettes and their fancy fur coats all made it. Meanwhile, they all look like the same woman who danced on the hood of Whitesnake's car. Like seriously, big poofy hair and luxury car, fun car. Well, by the mid-90s, the luxury appeal starts to dissipate. And they start to say, Barbie needs to get back to the real world of vehicles. So they bring her back her Jeep. And then in 96, they do the unthinkable to Barbie. We get it. Now, now Barbie's got Skipper, her little sister. So they're going to give Barbie a minivan. Seriously, a minivan. What are you doing? Barbie in a minivan? That's just, just oh, that's just messed up. Oh, yeah. But keeping with the higher class, they still keep the Mustang kicking around. Why? 
Well, you need to appeal to both sides of the fence. It is slowly diminishing. Whereas in 98, we still get the Jaguar XJ8, remote control, and a red cool convertible. These were two cars you can find, separated from each other or sometimes together. But Barbie needs to move on. She needs to become more of a woman of today, a woman of the late 90s. We don't need a man to tell us what to do. The words of pussycat dolls, they don't need a man. Uh, female empowerment is really coming out in the late 90s. And Barbie, with being that luxurious appeal, is starting to be seen as a sexist byproduct of a bygone era. She needs to move into the world of tomorrow. She needs to become an independent woman. Sure, it's all nice to have these few luxury cars, so Barbie maintains that by releasing a Ford Thunderbird convertible in 2002 and keeping with the original tradition of the Barbie Corvette. But Barbie moves into the more of the standard product range. Like we said, they had the minivan. She now gets this two-door convertible, like micro convertible, almost like a Citroen C1 from France, a Volkswagen Beetle. And then she moves into the Volvo XC60s, like she's getting an SUV. Then she gets her Fashionista car. Okay, this, this was a product that Barbie brought out to compete against the Brat Uprising. The Bratz dolls were coming out and showcasing that we need to be these weird, bitchy, slutty girls. Barbie wasn't that. Barbie was a standard girl. And she needed standard products with it. But she also needed to compete against the competition. So, again, the Fashionista. Didn't last too long considering the fact that Barbie soon released, by 2012, the Fiat 500. Which is followed up by the Volkswagen Beetle. And then Barbie gets her new age sports car. The Corvette is now gone. By the 2020s, Barbie's Corvette is being pushed aside. And why? Why is Barbie being pushed aside? Why is the Corvette being pushed aside? They have the old chamois vet way back in the day. Why, why is she being kicked out? Because Barbie doesn't want to pay to use somebody else's cars now. Barbie wants to be Barbie. She wants to be her own woman in her own world. So she gets her own dedicated sports car. Her own EV. Her own big city dreams. Utility vehicle. On top of that, she also gets her big city dreams 4x4 version. Her weird looking Jeep vehicle. Her sister cruiser. Now she's getting a truck with a kayak. Moving into the care industry. Barbie is moving up. And she's getting her own dedicated vehicles. And what, what the hell happened? It's not like the 80s and 90s. When Barbie was cruising around in a Ferrari F355. A 360 Modena. Marinello's. Chamois Vets. No, Barbie was moving up. She was changing. And changing for the better. They wanted her to be more realistic. They wanted her to show that women empowerment can do anything they put their minds to. We are not just about... You know, a sexy looking woman driving around in a 360 Spider or a 355 GTS. We're cool and we're more than that. We're Barbie. And then, and then Barbie does it. With the rise of Michael Schumacher and his ever winning Ferrari F1 car for the Chicago Toy Convention, Mattel decides to release the Barbie Formula One car. This moves Barbie out of the standard relic of being just an average woman. You can only do average things. She has moved up to the echelon of top tier racing around the world. Barbie has made it. Even though it is highly sought after and very limited to run product from Mattel, the Ferrari F1 car proves that Barbie can do it. She can do anything that anybody wants her to do. She could be a farmer. She could own a classic car like the 57 Bel Airs that they released. She could cruise around on a Mustang. She can have a Ferrari. She can go camping. She can have a train. She has boats. She has helicopters. She has a limo. She has a Chevrolet SSR, a Mini Cooper, 
a Beetle, a Mustang, GT, or Corvette, her own dedicated vehicles. Barbie has come a long way from just a one doll show, essentially. Starting out her life in the automotive world, in the luxury end of things, Barbie has moved through the automotive culture, moving from not only sports cars, but into pickup trucks, to minivans, to SUVs, to CUVs to cross tracks, to crossovers, to trains, to planes, to automobiles. Great movie. <laughs> she has done most of it, and she still has room to grow. Today, Barbie and her bright pink has become the pinnacle of toys for little girls. But as we move into a world where, you know, gender classification for toys is a thing of the past, with all of the coolest cars being part of their past, Barbie has something that even boys want. Well, going through and doing my research for this podcast, I realized how many great Barbie cars were in its past. How many of these products I wish I had known about because if I ever saw them at a yard sale, I would buy them. Now, I, I did say no to buying one of them. I could have bought the Mustang GT from 2001. Didn't buy it? Should have. Because it's probably the only time I'm ever going to see that car. If I ever see it again, I'm buying it. But these are things that I would like to collect. Being a collector of some amazing things. Like, I collect Playmobil cars. Like, I'm an adult, middle-aged, and I'm collecting Playmobil cars. You get the people of the Speed Champion cars. The Playmobil cars. And now with the rise of the Barbie movie and showcasing that styled Corvette. 1955 Chevrolet Corvette. Of course, it had, you know, two rows of seats where that car only had one row. They didn't follow suit like the Thunderbird and become a coupe instead of a sports car. Sorry, Ford. You really fucked that thing up. Barbie has maintained her standpoint on the automotive industry. And with so many of these things being from her past and the movie becoming as big as it is, Barbie's past is becoming more and more valuable. And people like myself who have now seen these amazing products from its past are going to look into them and possibly start collecting them. But like I told my friend way back in the day, if you ever get rid of those cars, let me know. Because that white Barbie Ferrari, I would love to have the, today. You know, I might even you know sit down, play Barbie barbies with my daughter because when she wants to play barbies i naturally pick out her fiat 500 and jeep and start playing with them i don't want to play barbies i want to play cars and the car aspect of it brings more of us together whereas belleville for lego initially helped get the female counterpart into the lego universe could the car aspect if brought back again today help bring more of a male aspect into the barbie world well if playmobile can sell an 800 version of the starship enterprise and get adults in their 60s to buy these things all because of the name attached to it barbie needs to exploit its automotive past they've had an extensive past nearly a hundred different vehicles over the course of 60 years of heritage Barbie has a lot to the offer the automotive world. Mechanic Barbie may not be a main thing for people to think about, but when you find out that Barbie had a Michael Schumacher inspired Ferrari Formula One car, you'll become just as excited as my son. And he really wants that car. He doesn't care that it's associated with Barbie. He doesn't even care if it comes with Barbie. He just wants the car. So as you go to the movie theater to see the Barbie movie and experience what it's all about, trust me, everybody experiences it different. Don't ask me about my opinion of it or anything else. We all see it in a different standpoint. But the automotive aspect behind Barbie is there. And like every other toy, it doesn't matter who it is or where they came from. There's an automotive aspect with everything out there. And Barbie being as big as she is has an extensive past of automotive culture. From hot rods to supercars to Formula One race cars, she has done it all. Now let's just see what the future has in store for the Barbie brand and its automotive culture. 
Hell, I'm looking forward to possibly seeing a rebirth of some of these past classics. And now as the Barbie movie hits theaters and blows up upon the world, and this podcast showcases all the products that are out there, there's a lot of listeners out there right now that are going to the Autolux.net website to track down some of these cars, to see what they look like, and now going on eBay to find them. Barbie, you have an extensive automotive past. Let's showcase to the world what Barbie really means to the automotive culture around her. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it. And hell, um, if you're a fan of the Barbie movie, or Barbie essentially, get it out to people. Tell them about it. Tell them that Barbie has an automotive past as well. Hell, she's got some amazing products from her past that people really need to see. And understand that she's not just about fashion and looking good. She's also about an amazing automotive culture that was behind her this whole time. So spread the word. Write us a comment on any of the streaming services you're on. Uh, post it on any of the social feeds that you find us on. And get us out into the world and tell everybody about the Barbie cars. No, I don't own shares in Barbie and I don't have any of these cars per se. Or if I did, I, I would probably <laughs> look and see how much these things are about to go up after this podcast is released because I guarantee you they will. So get us out into the world. And after that, stop by the Autolux.net website and check out some of the products that you've heard about on this podcast on our podcast page about the Barbie podcast and the Barbie automotive culture. See some of the vehicles inclusive of her dedicated Barbie real-life car that they made for the Los Angeles Auto Show in 2022 in the Barbie-inspired Maserati Griselle. To release the brand new Griselle, Maserati decided to slap some hot pink on it and add barbie detailing to it knowing that people would buy it and trust me that form of pink everybody knows and everybody wants because barbie is all too cool to let go the Autolux Podcast has been brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Group and distributed by the Podbeam.com website. The Autolux Podcast is hosted by the one and only Doctor of the Automotive Industry, Mr. Everett J. And if you'd like to get in touch with Everett himself or the Autolux team, please send us an email over at email at autolux.net and we'll get back to you. If you wish to be interviewed for any information from the Barbie site or if you would like to just talk with, to us about anything, please send us an email or even shoot us a message over on social media. We hang out there quite often. So for myself, Everett J, the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one fun pink ride that Barbie is going to take us on. Well, Barbie, we're just getting started. 